Hi, my name is Ray Schneider, and you're listening to the Rarely Right Podcast. Now, where the Rarely Right Podcast name came from is that it's not about being right or being perfect in life. In fact, we're rarely right, but it's about being an active participant in our own stories, taking back the pen that somebody else took from us and beginning to craft our story in a way that creates positive energy and momentum forward. Now, I've been a counselor for the last eight years, and one of the greatest joys in my life is when I've been able to watch one of my clients have a breakthrough, when I've been able to see the light click on for them, and they realize, oh, I can do this because I'm already doing it. Welcome. So in my last segment, uh, we, we started with forgiveness. And I promised there to be a forgiveness part two. And so here it is. Here's what we're going to be talking about. Um, and I think what we all know, um, you know, innately, but maybe don't really discuss enough, is that there's so many different levels of forgiveness and layers to forgiveness that it's not black and white. In fact, I would say that most of the time, if not 95% of the time, Forgiveness falls into the gray, into the very complicated, deeply woven pieces of us as humans, as us as connective beings, both the craving of that and the disappointment that comes with that. And so when we were talking about forgiveness in in the first segment, we talked about the different ways in which we really need to begin to attack forgiveness in a way that allows us to ac- actually relinquish it. We, we talked about two different pieces to that, but by no means does forgiveness just fall into two buckets. It just often falls into those two buckets. But there's a third one that I didn't talk about that is just as important as forgiving others, and it's forgiving ourselves. See, just like we're maybe not incapable, I think that's the wrong word, but we struggle with true forgiveness, with relinquishing the power of an act or an offense that happened to us, we're just as bad as forgiving ourselves, in forgiving ourselves, I guess I should say. I have met so many people people who are just like me, who have made mistakes in the past and have in many ways quite literally defined their life by them, where because of that mistake, they made a 180 change or they made a deep cut in their social life or they went and changed their career path or they became even more stingy about how they expressed love, or they became radical in how and who they dated. But whatever it was, I'd be shocked if you're not one of them, where a mistake you made defined who you were. And I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. I can't admit to you that I'm ashamed of the changes I made after the mistakes that I've made. 
But what I am saying is there is a difference between allowing a mistake to help you make changes and never healing from a mistake that you made. Because an example would be that if someone, I don't, I don't, I can't even think of a good example. Um, but an example would be is if, if you made a mistake and you then made changes to correct it, you know, maybe, maybe you lied. And so now you've made changes to really be more open, to really be more authentic and honest. That's awesome. But if every time you overtell because you're punishing yourself, if every time you don't allow yourself to have just even a little bit of privacy because you are terrified to go down that road again, then that is where we're not okay. Because to me that says, I still haven't forgiven myself and I'm still punishing myself. I met a couple, um, here's a good example. I met a couple um, a, a while ago, I guess it was over 10 years ago now, um, and the husband had had made a mistake. He had he had cheated on his spouse, his his wife, and um, you know they went through the hard work of you know going to couples counseling. Um, you know his wife was able to really to move past it um, and forgive him, uh, which I think you know some couples can get through that, and, and some can't. You know just it just depends on the circumstance. But they they happen to be a couple that could. Um, maybe, you know, a good motivator was just having kids and stuff, but whatever that may be, he hadn't forgiven himself. Um, and so he wouldn't even allow himself to be one-on-one with anyone. He would, he wouldn't allow himself to create even friendships, um, outside of, of his marriage. And he began to really, um, cocoon himself and over try in the marriage to the point that he began to get even more restless than the original reasons that created him to be restless in the first place of his marriage. And they found themselves right back in the middle. And that was something that he had to come to terms with was that because he hadn't forgiven himself for that past mistake and because he hadn't allowed himself to heal. So his focus obviously was on his marriage and his wife who needed to heal, but he needed to heal as well from his mistake. And because he didn't allow himself to do that over time, it began to fester and infect and corrupt. And it turned into a different kind of tumor in him and in their, in their marriage. And I know I myself have done this and maybe you yourself have done this too where you're still living in a place where you're punishing yourself for a mistake that you made. And it might not be something that you immediately notice. It may not even be something that you realized. But I think we need to be more aware. Because when you begin to peel back the different layers, the different places where you're in pain or you're restless, it could very well be a self-inflicted wound that you didn't allow to be cleaned out and to be healed. See, forgiveness at the core is essential to our spirits. Forgiving others, not necessarily forgetting what they did, but relinquishing the control in which they have over us and our decisions and our emotions is essential to our spirits. 
because we cannot move forward and we cannot reconnect with others in the right way if we're carrying in the baggage of the pain that we've been through. And on the flip side of that, on the same flip side, but kind of the same side, we can't, we can't move forward and we can't have lasting connection and we can't have thought, thoughtful relationships if we're carrying around our own self-inflicted wounds and we're not allowing ourselves to be cleansed of those and to forgive ourselves for those. Because forgiving yourself isn't you taking up this objective that what you did was okay. It's not minimizing what the, we'll say, victim of your mistake experienced. And you're not a bad person when you forgive yourself. Because just like you may not forget what they did, you may not forget what you did. But in order for you to move forward and to have healthy experiences and to have healthy relationships and to be able to grow, you have to forgive. See, I don't think we learn from experiences unless we've been able to go through the forgiveness process of, for, of experiences. Because frankly, one of the biggest lessons we learn is the forgiveness is the ability to absorb everything that we needed to know in that moment. I don't, I don't think we make mistakes to learn. I think we learn uh, in spite of them or, or because of them. And so I think the biggest lessons in that are part of the forgiveness process. It goes hand in hand to feel it enough, to experience enough, to feel the weight of what it was to mourn that weight, whether it's, it, it's, you know, self-inflicted or, or other people have inflicted it. And then to begin to rinse it out, to begin to clean it, to ask forgiveness where you need to, to have conversations where you need to, to make healthy steps to help you move forward in your time, of course, not in the next day or, or week, you know, depending on what the wound is. But the learning process and the healing process and the forgiveness process are honestly all the same. They should all be incorporated together and and woven together. And when we can do that, that's that's a healthy place that we can move forward. Um, Forgiveness, I broke into two pieces because it's it's a hard topic if, if, if we're honest with ourselves. It's something that we don't naturally do. We we do it in the sense that we say, I'm sorry, and we say, I forgive you. But oftentimes wounds are are a little bit like luggage stickers. They kind of stick onto our spirits and we lug them around with us. And instead of being proud of of where we've come from, we're so consumed with where we've not been. And we begin to compare our wounds with our ideals and our thoughts that we were going, where we were going to be and what we were going to be doing. And it infects how we move forward. The healing process in its most powerful, authentic form is when we can take a look at those different stickers 
or wounds or pain points and we can cleanse them through thoughtful conversation, asking help where we need to ask help and then beginning to move away from them. In fact, instead of leaving them on our spirits, beginning to when we can in the right time for us, peeling them off. If someone tells you that forgiveness is simple or easy, then I would doubt that they've gone through something deep enough where they had to take pause to forgive. Forgiveness isn't simple. And forgiveness doesn't usually happen in a day, and sometimes it doesn't happen in a month. But it is essential and necessary. And what I can almost guarantee is that if you're listening to this, you're nodding to this, you're saying, absolutely, I totally agree. I know it's messy. I know it's complicated. I know I have to do it. I can't. There are a few few things that I really, I, I carry around with me from my childhood that really, 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 really left an impression. But one of them was a gym teacher who told me, the only person who says I can't is the person who's actually not willing to try. And I find it very obnoxious as like a fifth grader um, because I didn't want to climb this rope because it was really high and I was still really, really short. But as an adult, when I look back on that, I don't know if she meant to be so profound, but it was incredibly profound to me. And it is now. Because I think when we say I can't, I don't know if we've actually put in the right effort. I think that as adults, we get to a place where it's not about I can't. It's about I will or I won't. I can't is that in-between excuse place. You are either choosing to do something or you're choosing not to do something. Forgiveness is the same way. You can say I'm not there yet, but to say I can't is to say that I'm not willing to put in the process in which I have to put uh, the work that I need to put in to get there. So take it out of your vocabulary. If you're at a place of I won't, that's okay. You're not there yet. And if you're at a place where I will, then put in the real steps, do the real work, and let it go. It's not easy. It's not simple. But it's necessary. I am a person who has carried things around way too long. I hold grudges against myself. I hold grudges against others. And so I'm not coming to you as an expert or uh, the best example, but I am coming to you with truths that I've been told and truths that I try to hold on to and teach myself as I go through this process. Forgiveness is not easy and it is not simple, but it is necessary. There is no such thing as I can't in adulthood. There is I won't or I will. And I challenge you to move your vocabulary and your heartbeat and your mindset to the I will. Because you and your spirit and your health and your growth is what I'm focused on. And it is so incredibly important. The same message always applies in everything that we do 
and think about and cherish. And that is that you have one life and one story and you are the only one fighting for it. So you have to fight for it. You have to fight for it.